0: In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, I'd like to welcome you all to our Perseverance Family Conversation, and as always, it's great to be with all of you. And we like to always start our conversation by inviting Mary to be with us. And Mary has many wonderful, wonderful titles. Mary is the Mother of God. Mary is the mother of the church, and Mary is the mother of each and every one of us. We also invoke Mary taken from the Hail Holy Queen, Mary is our life, our sweetness, and our hope. So this Saturday is a day in which we always honor Mary. Let's Start by honoring Mary by praying the prayer that Mary loves most. That prayer that Mary loves most is the Hail Mary. What a beautiful way to start off the day by greeting Mary in the words the Archangel greeted Mary 2,000 years ago. So let's pray. Hail Mary. Full of grace, Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for our sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Now let's invite to be with us, our spiritual director. Our spiritual director is the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit has many wonderful titles. Holy Spirit is known as the Paraclete. Holy Spirit is also known as the Gift of Gifts. Holy Spirit is also known as the sweet guests of our souls. Holy Spirit is also known as our counselor. Our counselor as well as our consoler. Holy Spirit is also known as our interior master or teacher. So let's turn to the Holy Spirit and beg Him for His help. As we pray, the classical prayer to the Holy Spirit, we beg that He will give us a lot of light in our intellect and the fire of divine love to burn within the very depths of our hearts. As we pray, Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and enkindle within us the fire of your divine love. Send forth your spirit and they shall be created and thou shalt renew the face of the earth. Let us pray. O God, who did instruct the hearts of your faithful, by the light of the Holy Spirit, grant us that by the same Spirit we may be truly wise and ever rejoice in his consolation through the same Christ our Lord. Amen. Glory be to the Father and to the Son And to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning. Is now and ever shall be. World without end. Amen. Our Lady of Guadalupe. Pray for us. St. Joseph. Pray for us. St. Michael the Archangel. Pray for us. St. Gabriel. Pray for us. St. Raphael. Pray for us. St. Martin of Tours. Pray for us. St. Ignatius of Loyola, pray for us. St. Maria Faustina Kowalska, pray for us. All God's angels and saints, pray for us. In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, Amen. Welcome you all to our Perseverance family, the family that prays together, stays together. World at prayer is a world at peace. Let's turn our gaze to God, give ourselves to God through Mary Most Holy. This day in which we honor Mary. I'd like to place all of you on the altar. All of you on the altar. And pray special intention for all of you. Of course, the greatest of all prayers, greatest of all prayers is the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. There's no greater prayer in the world than the Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. It's the prayer par excellence. The Holy Sacrifice of the Mass. My first intention I'd like to be pray, I'd like to pray that all of us would be open to the workings of the Holy Spirit. That we would be docile and open to the workings of the Holy Spirit. And this could be our prayer. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come through the heart of Mary. That could be our prayer today. Come, Holy Spirit, come. Come, Holy Spirit, come through the heart of Mary. My next intention will be, I'd like to pray for our families. For the conversion, the sanctification and the salvation of our family as well as our family members. For the conversion, sanctification and salvation. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ said it very clearly. He says. What would it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his soul? The Lord said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And if everything else will be given to you beside. And my third intention will be, as always, i like to pray in a special way for for those who will be dying today. That those who are dying today would open their hearts to God's infinite mercy and love. So my friends, it's great to be with you on this Second Saturday of November. And before getting into the saint we celebrate today related to certain biblical passages, I'd like to give our Marian reflection. So I'd like to uh, encourage all of us to have a greater devotion to Mary. Greater devotion to Mary. So Saturday is a day in which we honor Mary in a special way. I'd like to tell you a uh, story of the power of Mary. power of Mary in our spiritual lives. And we'll also pray for the veterans. This is Veterans Day, November 11th. So pray for all those who have died in the battlefield, fighting for their countries, fighting for God, that also we would become soldiers of Christ. As they say, Que Viva Cristo Rey, Que Viva la Generala, Que Viva Cristo Rey. So, About 500 years ago, there was a young man in France tainted by a heresy, Jansenism, in which he was convinced that he was among those who would not be saved, that his soul was going to be lost this erroneous heresy had spread far and wide in Europe and especially in France so he believed that his salvation was uh, was in jeopardy and he was not going to make it so he uh, as a result of this he fell into a real state of desolation. He couldn't eat, nor could he sleep. He lost a lot of weight and he was almost on the brink of despair. But something happened that changed the course of his life. And it's the following. was wandering through the streets of Paris and he entered into a church the name of the church Notre Dame de la Victoire Spanish it's called La Victoria we call it victory he entered into this church and there was a statue there of the Blessed Mother and now being on on the brink of despair he knelt down and prayed very fervently a prayer that was attributed to Saint Bernard. The prayer is a memorare. He said, Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled your protection, sought your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired with the confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin Virgin, my mother. To you they come? For you neo, sinful and sorrowful. Mother the word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy graciously hear and answer me. Upon saying that prayer, it's almost like a a cloak, a heavy cloak, a cloud seemed to disappear and dissipate from him. And he was filled with joie de vivre, as they say in French. Joie de vivre, a little bit of French. The joy of living. And he finished his studies, he went on to become a priest, a great missionary, in his thirties a bishop, a founder of a congregation, and a prolific writer. And the name of that man is Saint Francis de Sales. That's right, Saint... Francis de Sales. So, St. Francis de Sales is the saint that I'd like to just mention in passing so that we would cultivate greater devotion to Mary and perhaps get in the habit of praying the Memorare. And he was, as a priest, he would always be... Spreading devotion to Mary and praying the memorari. So let's learn. Let's learn to have great trust in Mary. Great trust in Mary. Turn to Mary in the good times as well as in the bad times. To turn to Mary in our consolation, but also to turn to Mary in our desolation. So there's our Marian reflection. Never was it known that anyone who fled your protection or sought your help was left unaided. Let's turn to Mary and place our lives in her hands. And today, my friends, we have the end of the letter of Saint Paul to the Romans. Where Saint Saint Roman, (laughs) Saint Paul, uh, he says goodbye to many of his friends. Saint Paul says goodbye to many of his friends. The importance of having friends. The importance of having good friends. The importance of having good Christian friends. The importance of good friends are on the same spiritual wavelength as us. We might even ask St. Paul to help us to establish a really good friendship with others that will be able to help them to get to heaven and they'll be able to help us to get to heaven. Friendship is very important. And of course our best friend is Jesus Christ. Il amigo que nunca falla. The friend that will never fail us. And Jesus called his apostles friends. He called his apostles friends where? At the Last Supper. And he calls us to be his friends. As well as the saints that we're talking The saints that we're talking about, starting with St. Paul and Romans 16, we want the saints to be our friends. Especially today, on Veterans Day, in which we honor St. Martin of Tours. Who is this person, Martin of Tours? Many people don't know that he was actually born... And what would be today modern Hungary. He was born around the year 316. And he died 397. 316, 397. He's a patron saint of France, soldiers, Horses, horse riders, beggars, geese, and wine grou- growers. He's the patron saint of a lot. And he's one of the, one of the most, one of the most famous saints in our Catholic Church. Really a charming saint. Charming saint. Saint Martin of Tours. Saint Martin of Tours not to be confused with Saint Martin of Porres that we celebrated about a week ago two different saints in two different times but two great friends of God as we're called to be also friends of God So let's uh, let's go through the life of Martin and we can really can we can really connect him to a We can really connect him to a biblical passage. I'll even give you the biblical passage today. Right now, rather. Matthew chapter 25. Jesus said, I was hungry and you gave me to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me to drink. I was naked and you clothed me. I was a foreigner and you welcomed me. I was sick and in prison and you visited me. When, Lord? Whenever we do it to the least of our brothers, then we do it for Christ. So, Jesus is showing us that if we want to love Him, we have to love others. And as Pedro has pointed out, saints show us how to live our faith more fully. So true. So true, Pedro. The saints show us to really live out our faith more fully. Well said. And the catechism of the Catholic Church says that they can pray for us. And they give us an example. They give us an example that we're called to follow. Yes. And we are also called to become saints. November 1st, we celebrate all saints. And Jesus said this, Be holy as your heavenly Father is holy. So what about this this Martin of Tours? He was the son of a Roman army officer in Hungary. Then they, he moved to Italy, where he was brought up and raised. Then he's going to end up by going from Italy to France. So his parents, his parents, his mother and father were not; they were not Christians. They were pagans. But when uh, Martin and his parents they moved to Italy Martin fell into the crowd of of priests Catholic priests a priest and these priests in Italy they talked to him about our, our Catholic religion talked to He talked to Martin about Jesus Christ. And he eagerly listened to the stories about Christ's love, especially when they talked about Christ's love for the poor, the sick, and the sorrowful. Martin was very moved to compassion when he saw our Lord helping the the blind, the mute, the deaf, the paralytics, the lepers, that moved him very deeply. That we as followers of Christ were called to love God, but to show our love by the way we love one another. So when Martin turned ten, still a child, so impressed by these priests and the stories he heard about Jesus Christ and his love for the poor. He told his parents, I want to become a Christian. They refused him this wish. They refused him. So Martin's growing up and by the time he's 15 he's going to be following in the footsteps of his father. Well, his father enrolled him in the Roman army when he's 15. Martin was very capable. He had many gifts. Even gifts... In the military rank. That's right. So he soon became an officer. He's a soldier and now an officer under which he would of course have men under his charge. But in his heart of hearts Martin was a soldier, but he wanted to follow Christ. He wanted to be a soldier of Christ. That was his heart's desire. but, But as a soldier, as a soldier, Martin tried to treat others, his soldiers, with great love and compassion. In other words, he was not mean to them, but kind. So, here is one of the most famous stories we have. Here's one of the most famous stories we have in the life of Martin. Okay, don't forget that he's enrolled in the Roman army when he's 15 and they have to travel. They travel and he finds himself in France. And he was about uh, stationed in France. He was about 18 years of age. It's a very cold winter night And Martin saw a beggar who was huddled by the city gates. And the beggar was shivering with cold. He barely had any clothes on in the middle of winter. Moved with compassion, Martin. took off his army cloak and he took his sword and he cut his army cloak in two pieces. And he gave one of these pieces to the beggar. See, the the great love and compassion of Martin of Tours. We mentioned earlier that biblical passage that Jesus highlights what are called the corporal works of mercy. I was hungry, thirsty, a foreigner, naked, And you gave to me. So Martin was putting into practice welcoming the stranger as well as, as well as giving him his clothes. So we know that this person, Martin was filled with compassion and after doing that, that very night, Martin had a dream. And in the dream, Martin saw Jesus wearing the part of his cloak that he had given to the poor man. So Martin understood right away the meaning of Jesus' words. They were, whatsoever you do to the least of my brothers, that you do unto me. Most specifically, I was naked and you clothed me. So you see this very generous disposition of Martin. His compassion, his love, his concern for the suffering. And we really have to make a concerted effort to imitate the saints. To imitate the lives of the saints. They are our, our friends, our intercessors, they are our heroes, they are our models. So, Martin, when he's old enough to be baptized, even without his parents' consent, Martin becomes a Christian. The lives of the saints, now and then you see that Those who oppose the saints are sometimes their family members, even their parents. So he's baptized as a young adult. He becomes formally a Catholic Christian. So he's he's a young man. He's a baptized Christian. And his heart is no longer into fighting the physical battle against the enemy, killing the enemy. He's no longer he's no longer interested in that. So he asked permission to resign from the army. Because really, really, he, he didn't want to hurt, he didn't want to, he didn't want hurt to hurt other people. He didn't want to, he didn't want enemies. He wanted to love God. He wanted to be in the army of Christ. He wanted to be a soldier of Christ. And the emperor, who did not have the same disposition as Martin, the emperor called Martin a coward. He called him a coward. But Martin defended himself saying he's not, he's not even afraid to die and would willingly go to the battlefield without a weapon Or a shield. And Martin said this, he would go with the cross as his only protection. So no longer a sword or a rifle, but his armor would be the Holy Cross. So the emperor said, okay, if that's the case, I'm not going to allow you to retire. Go into the battle with your cross. But a few days before the battle, the enemy surrendered. See how, this is called divine providence. God was already focusing upon Martin in preparing him for his mission. Preparing Martin to be a soldier for Christ. And I think we can examine our lives. How is, how is God preparing you to be a soldier for Christ? What is Christ challenging you to do right now? What might be preventing us from being true soldiers of Christ? What might be preventing us? So let's see the rest of the life of Martin. He was permitted to resign as a soldier of the Emperor and now he becomes a soldier of Christ. He would fight with, fight for Christ by, fight for Christ by the words over the sword. Now, What am going to say now is very important for all of us. Now I'm very strong on this point. It's called permanent formation. Permanent formation. So we are called, my friends, as adults to work on our permanent formation. In the parish here at St. Peter Chanel, this year I'm giving talks to all the parents, the confirmation parents, the First Communion parents in Spanish, the First Communion parents in English. I'm giving constant, constant formation for the adults, for the parents. Why is that? Because they are the chief educators of their children. This you can read in God Him, it's best in the fourth commandment as explained in the Catechism of the Catholic Church. And I think common sense. They've said this more than once that it's a sad fact that in most parishes throughout the states in Europe and South America church, the parishes dedicate a lot of time and effort a lot of time and effort in forming the children to make their first communion when they're small two years and then another two years for the confirmation kids when they're teenagers But then what about, what about, what about the parents? What about the parents? They are neglected, so I'm making a concerted effort every week to give the adults, the parents, a formation class. For example, this week in English Wednesday class, which is live-streamed, I gave them a talk on the First Commandment and they spoke about the modern idols. In the time of Moses, it was the golden calf. Today we've got many, many modern idols. And I'll be end up by explaining about 30 modern idols. I end them with an ism. First one I mentioned was materialism materialism what is an idol whenever we place any person place thing even idea above god that's the nature of an idol so returning to saint martin once baptised Martin had to undergo a more thorough formation before he was going to become eventually a priest, then a great bishop, to his surprise. So in that time in France, he was living at the time of a great bishop who now is a saint. He studied under the great Saint Hilary. He studied under the great Saint Hilary. A portier. After he had finished his Thorough formation under the great Bishop Saint Hilary. He returned home and he talks with his mother. And he convinces, he convinces his mother to become a Christian Catholic. Charity begins at home. He's so enthusiastic about his Catholic faith that he shares it with his mother and she willingly becomes a Christian Catholic. Back then, back then we're talking about The fourth century, don't forget he lives from 316 to 397. He's living in the fourth century. There were, there were heresies that I'm talking about in my formation class. Heresies are a, an intellectual form of idolatry. That's right, heresy would be an intellectual form of idolatry. So Martin was preaching and teaching against the errors of his time. And as a result of this, Martin was beaten and driven out of towns because he was preaching the truth. So Martin Martin is eventually he's going to he's going to return to France. Remember where he had that experience of the poor man shivering in the cold. He's going to return to France. While he's there, he dedicates himself to prayer. my friends you cannot find a saint. we cannot find a saint that did not try to go deeper and deeper in his prayer life. that's right. We cannot find a saint that did not go deeper and deeper in his in his prayer life. So Martin goes to France, And what he does is Martin he's instrumental in founding a monastery in France. He becomes a monk. He becomes a monk. And perhaps he was the first person to establish a monastery in in France. When missionaries go to foreign countries, one of the things that they want to do is set up monasteries so you can get men and women, monks and contemplative religious to pray that through their prayers and their sacrifice, their sufferings, many graces will descend upon the missionary enterprise. So he's instrumental in founding a monastery, and he lives there for about ten years. And where he is, he's in a place. It's called Tours. That's why we call him Saint Saint Martin of Tours not to be confused with St. Martin of Porus, two different saints. So, the Bishop of Tours dies and the people that really love Martin, also known as Martin the Charitable, Martin, Martin, they love Martin. They love Martin. Well Martin the Poor's was actually known as Martin the charitable, but we can apply this also to Martin of Tours Martin the charitable in a certain sense all the saints are charitable and we're called to be charitable too and this is a legend <coughs> it's a legend but it's a it's a very charming legend that martin they wanted him to become a bishop, so Martin hid because Martin did not want to be a bishop. That's the last thing he wanted. But they were—they were claiming they wanted Martin to be their bishop. According to tradition, he had a pet goose, and Martin was Martin was hiding, and the pet goose was honking. And because the pet goose was honking, he gave away Martin's hiding place. So eventually Martin, eventually Martin then was consecrated to be bishop. Bishop of Tours. And Martin was known to travel a lot for the purpose of helping out his people. And Martin would go on to found another monastery. And he was very insistent, Martin, on training And training the priests, and training the priests to become holy priests, training the priests to be good shepherds to their flock, training the priests to love God and to love the poor, love God and to love the poor. Now, the the end of the life of Martin, he died around the year 397, November 8th, was this. In the Liturgy of the Hours, if you pray the Liturgy of the Hours, the second reading... Is taken from Sulpicius, who knew Martin. And he gives the... kind of a summary of the life, the end of, of St. Martin of Tours. And it's this. And Martin was getting up in years... And one of his parishes, one of his parishes in Candace, C-A-N-D-S, Candace, there was a bitter quarrel in the parish. So even though Martin was getting up in years and his health was not as strong as it was when he was younger, as is the case... He decided to travel to Candace to be a peacemaker. To be a peacemaker. So he goes there and he, and he's able to, he's able to reconcile the people, the priests and the people there at Candace, at the parish at Candace the Diocese of Tours. Now after this, Martin, he started to lose all of his strength. His energy had left him. And Martin knew that he was about to die. So as Martin was about to die, the people, some of his friends, the people surround him and says, Martin, don't leave us. Don't leave us as orphans. Because if you leave us as orphans, Martin, don't do it. The wolves, the ravenous wolves will come to attack us and to devour us. Martin, don't leave us. Don't leave your flock. Martin, a man of great compassion, his heart was moved. For the love of God, but the love of His people. And He turns and He prays to the Lord and He says, Lord, whatever you want. Whatever you want, Lord. The people want me to stay to be with them. To be their shepherd. To be their guide. Whatever you want, Lord. And this is very much in harmony with what, what we call holy indifference. Saint Ignatius says we should not prefer health over sickness, long life over short life, riches over poverty, honors over humiliations, but to accept what is most Pleasing to God, most conducive to the end for which we're created, the honor and glory of God and the salvation of souls. So Martin was willing to die, but also Martin was willing to live, whatever God wanted. If he could spend more time to be with the people, to be their shepherd, Martin was willing. But if the Lord wanted to call him, he was ready for that too. As Martin was laying on his deathbed, suffering, surrounded by some of his priests, his friends and the priest friends, Martin opened his eyes and he saw the devil. And he told the devil that bloody brute to get out of here because Martin was dedicated to God. Some of his friends said, Martin, why don't you move on the other side to alleviate your pain? And Martin said, I prefer to be laying this way because I can lift up my gaze to heaven. Lift up my gaze to heaven where I am destined. And then, on November 8th, the year 397, Martin dies, and his soul flies heavenward. The people, the people love Martin. They had a great love for Martin, and they honor Martin, Martin already as a great saint. So today, which is Veterans Day, in honor of St. Martin the Soldier, who was a soldier of the Roman army and then he becomes a soldier of the army of Christ. Let us pray that we would be soldiers for Christ. And as always... I'd like to invite all of you, my friends, and the Perseverance family that we all belong to. I'd like to invite all of you to share our message to the whole world. Share our message to the whole world so that all of us, all of us will be Soldiers in the Army of Christ the King. We can proclaim, Que Viva Cristo Rey. Que Viva Maria Reina. And I'd like to give you my priestly blessing. The Lord be with you. May Almighty God bless you, the Father